show we have for you what should have been final four weekend this weekend would have been the weekend that would have decided the final four teams that are going to the final four you know our good friend Dickie V you know you can always count on Dickie V to give you information and keep you going even in times like this and got a little uh tweet from him, a video from him, um, deciding what he thinks would have been the final four teams in the NCAA. Let's listen to him. Or that would have battled for a national championship. Well, everybody's got their own little bracket up. They're all having fun, picking their teams. Well, my bracket. Well, now that the results are in, today I'm going to dream and make believe they played. Now that the dream is over, my final four, I told you yesterday, Florida State, Elena Hamilton, those kids are marching on. I told you, Michigan State, the Spartans, Tom Izzo, marching on. And now I got two others. Ready for this? The Zags of Gonzaga. Yes, number two team in the country. Mark Few and his kids moving on. And the fourth team? Okay, I'm biased. I'm going to be screaming and yelling. I'm biased because I graduated from Seton Hall, even though they don't advertise and promote that I graduated there. Probably was the worst student they ever had, but I did graduate. Also got my master's degree later on. Became a student as I got older. Yes, Seton Hall, baby. Seton Hall. So the stage is set. Unbelievable. National championship. Michigan State was going to hook it up with Gonzaga and Florida State with C in the hall. Those are the final four, baby, from the VBDI, the Vital Ball Dome Index. Have a great day. Oh, Dickie V, you are unbelievable. I love listening to that guy. I can't say that enough. Now, I expected Gonzaga. Gonzaga, I actually had picked to win it all. I wasn't surprised about Michigan State. Great job Tom Izzo does over there. And I wasn't surprised with Florida State because Florida State has been playing great basketball all year. Um, they, they've had a lot of tough times, especially with that football program. To see the basketball team finally do well has just amazed me. And I did have them in the Final Four. But the one that surprised me is where Dickie B went to college, Seton Hall. You know, Seton Hall, I, great team. I, I just don't know if I would have had them in the Final Four. So that was Dickie B, and I don't know who he had in the championship game, and we'll find that out at a later date. But I would have picked Florida State versus Gonzaga. Uh, Florida State beating Michigan State, and then Gonzaga beating Seton Hall, and then Gonzaga winning the NCAA title. There's a couple of news I want to talk about that happened over the weekend, if you've missed it. Major League Baseball has come to an agreement with the MLPA, and some of the things they're stating in this agreement is that, number one, 
if there is not a season, players will get a year of service, which means those players that would have been free agents next year will still be free agents next year, even if we do not have a season. If you have an 80-game suspension or less and the season is canceled, you will not have to serve your suspension the following year. The third part of that is if they have an amateur draft, they would move it from June to July, but no later than July. And then, of course, the big one for the fans is what happens if there is a season, which we're all hoping and expecting a season, they would lengthen out the season, they would play it through October, and actually have the playoffs a month later in November. Now, what this means is that there will have to be some neutral sites, possibly, if a cold weather team makes it to the playoffs. Not necessarily fair, but right now with things going on the way they're going, you have to think outside the box. So that is the news coming out of Major League Baseball. Also, the NHL is contemplating still continuing the 219-220 season. How this would work is they would start back up towards the middle of July. They would continue to play games at the beginning of August, finish up the season, and then start a playoff that would actually run through September leading up to the Stanley Cup. That would give players two months off who, have, who are competing in the Stanley Cup, and they would begin next year's season in November. So that's the latest news. When we come back from break, we're going to have a discussion that has been discussed many times. Should certain players be in the Baseball Hall of Fame? We'll be back right after this. Hey, everybody. It's Devin White with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers checking in. Just want to send y'all a brief message about what's going on in the world. Just try to encourage everybody to stay home and stay strong and just always have belief that, you know, God is going to make a way. You know, without him, nothing is possible. So we just got to keep believing in him, keep praying. As y'all can see, you know, I'm at the board just hanging with my horses, having a great time. Nobody out here but me, you know, just find something that you love to do that don't involve many people so we can get through this and, you know, we can save a lot of lives by doing this. Stay home, stay strong. Hey, everybody, it's Devin White with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers checking in. Just want to send y'all a brief message about what's going on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Larry Frank from Frankly Speaking. As you know, a lot of our small restaurants and small businesses are suffering through this very difficult time. We ask that all of you, as many as you anyway, as possible, to help these small businesses and small restaurants out. Um, a lot of them, their employees are suffering, their management teams are suffering, and you can make a big difference. All you need to do is go for carryout or delivery and order from one of these mom and pops or small restaurants, and 
you can make the difference between these restaurants staying open or possibly closing. Let's help them out, folks. Thank you very much. Before we went to break, I told you we're going to come back and talk about the Hall of Fame in Major League Baseball. And this is a discussion I've been waiting for the right day to have. And let's first start out with everybody's most popular guy, and that would be Pete Rose. I'm going to just say it as simple as possible. I think it is a tragedy that Pete Rose is not in the Hall of Fame. The guy is Charlie Hustle, leads the all-time leading hit leader. Uh, there's so much Pete Rose has done for the game. And this is where my problem comes with all these players. Is number one, I don't care what they do off the field. I'm not going to say, maybe I don't care is the right thing, but... When it comes to the Hall of Fame, the concern should be what do these players do on the field? Okay, Pete Rose has exemplified the game of baseball, was the pitcher of baseball in the 1970s. He was the face, the picture, however you want to say it. The guy um, doing his head first dives into third base, the great plays, the great hits. And he's not in the Hall of Fame because something he did after his career. It's what you do on the field that should decide whether you are in the Hall of Fame or not. People will say, well, he bet, he bet on his team. He bet on his team as a manager in Major League Baseball, not as a player. So there should be no reason why this individual should not be. And for the writers, you know, they don't play the game. Now, I want to tell you right now, the writers are a very, very important part of the game from the marketing aspect, from the keeping you informed aspect. But there is no reason why this individual statistically should not be on the Hall of Fame. And then you get into other players. Let's talk about Mark McGuire. Uh, Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds. See, this is what bothers me about baseball. Baseball, why they're playing and why they're going through these record-setting times, like Barry Bonds going to break uh, Hank Aaron's record. The fans came in flocks. They sold out the stadiums. When Mark McGuire was going for that 60-second home run, they sold out stadiums. I mean, it, it was Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, I still believe to this day, that brought baseball back after that strike. And baseball, selfishly then, made money off these guys. They just rolled in the dough, baby. And they're rolling in the dough. And Roger Clemens were pitching. Stadiums would pack it. Even after the steroids, stadiums would pack it. You had people like... Uh, Barry Bonds. Now, let me tell you something about steroids. First of all, all those guys should be in the Hall of Fame. Every single one of them. And some people, you know, A-Rod is one of those we'll talk about in a second. But 
steroids do not make eye contact with the baseball. Steroids do not catch the baseball. Steroids do not throw to the location where the catcher is holding the glove. It doesn't hit the barrel. Steroids do not hit the barrel of the bat. Steroids don't slide into bases. Steroids don't make diving catches. The athlete's pure ability does that. And that's what deciding on whether these players are in the Hall of Fame or not should be decided on. Not because they took steroids. And a lot of these guys that had taken the steroids have taken the steroids be before it came a major issue. Before baseball said, stop it. Then they found out later after the Rafael Pamiro thing and everything blew up about these steroids. And then they want to go back and punish these guys what they did previously. It's completely wrong completely unacceptable, and for these writers not to vote those individuals like Roger Clemens, Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, into the Hall of Fame, and the others, Pete Rose, is just ludicrous. It's crazy how they cannot do this. Now, A-Rod's a little different story, and I love A-Rod. I think the guy has... Some of the best baseball knowledge out there. But the thing with A-Rod that was a little different, and I still believe he should be in there, and I'm not going to go against what I just said, but A-Rod also repeated it afterwards. That was the major difference, before and after, and you have to balance. But once again, like I said, the steroids didn't hit the baseball. The steroids didn't make the plays in the field. It was the pure ability of the athlete, Alex Rodriguez, to do that. So I think, you know, these riders, whatever they're on, they need to get off it and realize it's what you did on the field and your accomplishments of the game. And they, every one of those made baseball a lot of money. Now it's time for baseball to pay these guys back and allow them the opportunity to become members of the Baseball Hall of Fame. We'll be back right after this message. I'm Dave Van Horn, the head baseball coach at the University of Arkansas. As you know, baseball is a great team game and it takes everybody to do their job if we're going to win. Join us as we team up to stop the spread of COVID-19. Make sure you wash your hands regularly practice social distancing, and limit gatherings to fewer than 10. And take your signs from the governor, the CDC, and other state officials. And at the same time, get out and enjoy the beauty of our great state. Thank you, and go Hogs. Just because there's no sports going on at this time, I just want to remind you that the terrific Beefo Brady's here in Bentonville, Arkansas, 
is currently still open. They say, no, we're not closing. We still have fans. We still got great chicken wings. We still got great burgers. We still got the unbelievable Philly cheesesteak sandwich. They're open, folks. They're open. Delivery, carryout, Bentonville, Arkansas, the Beef O'Brady's. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking. I want to remind you all that you can get in touch with us if you have any questions, topics, concerns you want to talk about. I can be reached at franklyspeaking528 at gmail.com. I am at Twitter at Larry Frankis. That's with the U.S. at the end. We also have a message link right here um, on this podcast. And also at the end, uh, we also have Frankly Speaking on Facebook pages. I want to talk a little bit about NFL right now. And I know we talk about Tampa Bay a lot. We talk about New England a little bit. But today, I want to talk about Cam Newton and Bucky Brooks, the great, the former NFL player and great scout, you know, did an article on five possibilities of where Cam Newton might be able to go. I thought it was pretty interesting because, first of all, there's going to be no team right now that can pick up Cam Newton because no team is going to accept Cam Newton without a physical. They don't know if he's healthy. He wasn't healthy last year, and I I wouldn't risk that as well. But it was interesting. Two of the teams I agreed with. There might be a third one, but a couple of these teams I didn't. And we're going to go run right down. The first team that Bucky talked about was the New England Patriots. And I do not, you know, I've said it before on many of my shows that I think the perfect fit for the New England Patriots, without a doubt, is Jameis Winston. Jamin Winston will keep that football team winning if they can get some players around him. Especially if Edelman stays there and they don't trade Edelman. I think Winston is the right answer. And I've said that many times. Um, They've already got Hoyer. They got Stidman. They got Kessler. I don't think any of those individuals fit the description of a starting quarterback for New England. I'm not the coach. That's Belichick's job. And I think, like I said in my previous podcast, that Jameis Winston under Josh McDaniels would be a winning combination. The second team was the Los Angeles Chargers, who currently have Tyrod Taylor. Now, this could be a good fit. In the warmer weather, Cam Newton with the Chargers, um, his ability, you know, he is a very streaky passer. Um, And the Chargers are looking to gain some ground now on their rivals because that division is getting a little bit better. The Raiders uh, are going to be good again. There's no doubt about that. So he, he would be a good fit there. But I think the best fit for Cam Newton, by far, would be the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars would love him. Doug Marone would love him. He would put fans in the seat. 
you know, they're big on Jinshu. You know, I haven't been big on uh, Gardner. I, I really haven't. He's brought a lot of excitement there when he first started, but he doesn't give me that perception of a starting quarterback. He's reminds me more of a Frank Reich uh, or a Nick Foles that'll come off the bench and do a terrific job in the case of an injury. But as a starting quarterback, I really believe that Cam Newton, would his athleticism would, uh, would really do well there. And Marone wants that ground attack. You know, Fournette's been a bust. He's had a few good games, and most of those good games that Leonard Fournette had was versus the Steelers. So that probably would be the best fit. You know, I don't understand why people keep saying this quarterback or that quarterback would be a great fit for the 49ers. They got Garoppolo. He took them to the Super Bowl. What else can this guy do besides win the Super Bowl to get you guys off his back? He is a pure winner. He won in New England in his brief time that he played. And he won in San Francisco. I just don't understand how you can keep criticizing this guy when he brings you to a Super Bowl. They don't need a quarterback. And John Lynch ain't saying they do. And then the last one was the Baltimore Ravens, which is just stupid. You know, when you got Jackson over there, uh, he's incredible. He He's a very special young man. Makes some spectacular plays. There is no reason. I, I, you're, a, you're not Cam Newton. I don't know right now if Cam Newton can even play up to the potential of Lamar Jackson. You know, Newton's coming off a year where he did not play. And it's going to be a year where there's no spring practice for him to get in-game shape. He's going to have to hope that there's a preseason this year. Because football players, you know, they go through the mini camps, then they got rookie camps, then they got these camps for injured players, then they start camp in July, and right away they're playing preseason games beginning of August. And I don't... I don't see it. The best fit, like I said, is Jacksonville or San Diego for Cam Newton. In other football news, who's going to be the Washington Redskins quarterback next year? You know, obviously they got Dwayne Haskins, who is right now slated on being the starter, but... There's got to be a reason. Uh, I think Ron Rivera, the new head coach, has a reason for getting Kyle Allen. Here's a guy that played the 
I think it's something like 10 or 11, 12 games under Rivera, knows Rivera's system, um, knows the offensive coordinator, Scott Turner. There was more to this trade or signing than, than, we, than we probably know. I think they're going in there saying, okay, Haskins, you're right now identifying you as the starting quarterback. But I'm going to let you know right now, if you don't do it, we got this guy that knows our system that we, at a drop of a dime, will switch for you. I don't think Haskins has that job halfway through next season. I think Allen comes in and will take over as the Washington Redskins quarterback. We'll be back right after this break. Hi, I'm Eric Musselman, head coach of the Arkansas men's basketball team. Most times I want my players to be nose-to-nose with our opponent. But when it comes to COVID-19, the best game plan to employ is pace and space. So I encourage you to act quickly to practice social distancing as well as all of the recommendations from our governor, the CDC, and local officials. Wash your hands. Limit in-person gatherings to 10 or less. Stay active and enjoy the great outdoors. You have an important role to play. Let's go Hogs. I want to remind everyone out there, this is Larry Frank from Frankly Speaking. There are a lot of restaurants out there who are suffering during this time. First of all, I want to thank all the first responders, healthcare people, nurses, doctors, everyone, the truckers, everyone that is out there making it possible for people to get through the current crisis we are going for in this world. Speaking of that, restaurants, especially the moms and pops, the smaller restaurants are suffering deeply. A lot of them are having to lay off their employees uh, because of this coronavirus. And the only way they can keep their employees and keep them having hours if people like yourself or I order a carryout or delivery order. No matter what the restaurant is, Let's get out there, let's support them in their time of need because it's those individuals that take care of us in our time of need. So help these restaurants out. I thank you very much. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking. I'm Larry Frank. Once again, I want to remind you, if you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, topics that you want to talk about here on Frankly Speaking, you can email me at franklyspeaking528 at gmail.com. You can also respond to our message link at the end of this podcast. We also have a Twitter page, at Larry Frankus. Uh, we have a Facebook page, Frankly Speaking. So there's many, many ways you can contact us. We'd love to get your questions on the air. In the Next few days, and so on, we're going to try to get as many guests on that we can. Uh, We were supposed to have Stephen Stamkos live today. Unfortunately, uh, due to some other things he had to take care of, he was unable to contact us today. 
So we'll try to get that one done on another day. Uh, but we're going to try to get a lot more guests as the time goes on. We have the technology. We've been growing. There is a link at the end if you want to do sponsorships with us or you would like to make a donation to keep us building our business and keeping this alive. Obviously, the goal is one day, hopefully, we'll get a radio show or a podcast will be live on radio just like it is here on uh, Anchor FM. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to carry that on. So we're growing. Um, you know, I found out the other day we have already over 100 followers, 100 listeners, uh, and we'll grow. We're going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to get as much information to you as possible. Our Twitter account, we try to update as often as possible to get you as much information as we can so that you can keep updated on the sports news. Um, we would love you to go ahead and follow us on that. Uh, tomorrow, we'll keep talking about sports. Like I said, during this time, it's really, really tough. Uh, we're trying to come up with as many topics as possible, and that's why we ask you to please join us, ask us these questions, email us, so that we can go ahead and uh, get you as many interesting guests as possible. Also, if you are a member of a small business and would like us to mention your business on radio to help promote it during this tough time, just give me a quick email. You know, we will do the best we can. I'm not going to sit here and make promises. But I know it's a tough time out there. And anything here at Frankly Speaking that we can do to make it a little bit easier on you, I would love to do. See you tomorrow.